0: my beautiful unicorn past the chocolate fountains and past the mountain of unpopped bubble wrap. Okay, we've made it to Dog Beach Boulevard. Oh hello every dog in the whole world. You all look adorable today. Oh and you're all wearing fancy hats. How could my life be any better than this? I have everything I could want a unicorn as my constant companion, hundreds of dogs that all adore me, and a girlfriend who is the coolest and kindest person in the whole world. If I had to imagine my perfect life, it'd look just like this. I'm so lucky. The only thing which would make it more perfect, if that is even possible, is a double chocolate raspberry gelato cake. Molly, my love, I've brought you a surprise. A double chocolate raspberry gelato cake. Wow, that's amazing and kinda weird. I was just saying my life would be perfect if only I had a double chocolate raspberry gelato cake. Well, you know, Molly, I just want to help make everything lovely. What's the point of life if we can't have as much pleasure and happiness as possible? As possible, as possible, as possible, as possible. possible, possible. possible. Wait. What? The world's gone all weird. Why is this room so ugly and grey? Where is my unicorn? Ah, where am I? Oh, what's happening to me?
1: Egad, my machine, it's broken.
0: what are you talking about?
1: Uh, okay, look, Molly, uh, how can I explain this? Have you ever wondered whether everything you thought was real was actually real?
0: I don't know, maybe... What's going on? Where's my unicorn?
1: Okay, Molly, this is going to be a bit tricky to explain, but I need you to listen closely. Have you ever wondered whether everything you thought was real was actually real?
0: Well, yes, I mean, the thoughts crossed my mind. It does seem a little unreal that all the dogs in the world are just constantly partying with me and my cool girlfriend.
1: Molly, what you've been experiencing, uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure how to tell you this, but it wasn't real. You've actually been living in a virtual world created by a machine. See those plugs at the back of your head?
0: Ah, my beautiful brain.
1: You've been plugged into a computer simulation of reality. So lifelike that you couldn't tell the difference between what's real and what's not. In fact, you've been living in a prototype experience machine that I built all by myself, but it's having a few technical problems right now. So look, Mole, while you're taking a break from the experience machine, let's step back and take a few minutes to really think about my wonderful invention. Today on Short and Curly, we want to know, can a simulated reality be just as good as a real life? Like, is there anything wrong with living a life that is virtual?
2: Hello, and today you're listening... Short, you're listening to Short and Curly.
0: And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 Curly. Short curly. and
1: Curly! So, Molly, the idea for My Experience Machine started with all those science fiction books and movies, and now... I've managed to bring it to life.
0: This is wild. This can't be happening. I've been living inside a computer.
1: Well, the official name of the device is actually Carl's really cool experience machine, but yeah. Look, Molly, one of my favourite films, The Matrix, gives a really good explanation of this type of technology.
3: Right now, we're inside a computer program. Is it really so hard to believe? This isn't real. What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain.
0: Whoa. Okay, I think I kind of get it, but why can't I remember anything about this real world then? And who's been taking care of me?
1: When I created this experience machine, I was kind of using a blueprint that a famous philosopher in the 1970s named Robert Nozick came up with for the experience machine. Basically, it creates a brand new reality just for you. Everything inside is automated and all the people you see in there are computer generated. Plus, when you enter the world, you forget everything that came before it. I keep an eye on anyone I put into the machine and I actually have a bunch of robots here to assist me as well.
0: Okay, this is way too much. Just plug me back in. Here's my head. Look, I'd love
1: to, Molly, but the robots and I need a bit of time to fix the machine.
0: I think I just need a minute to deal with all of this. And while she's doing that, how about we
1: stop for a moment to consider virtual reality itself? This question might help us get in the same headspace as Molly, who's been living in the experience machine until it broke down just a moment ago. So here's the question. What do you think might be the good and bad sides to living in a virtual world?
3: Hit pause now.
1: Come on, robots. Mush, mush.
0: I'm a little more chill now. But, Carl, there's not even one chocolate fountain in this room to drink from. Um... They aren't real either?
1: Look, Molly, I know it's all hard to understand at the moment.
0: Carl, how could you even make up such a complex virtual world in the first place? Basically, we just
1: got to a point where computer games and special effects were, well, really, really good. So I thought I'd test out just how good they could be by building a machine that can take you into a completely different world.
0: But how come everything tasted and smelt and felt so real?
1: Well, that plug in the back of your head lets me tap directly into your brain. Ooh,
0: that's my head. But wasn't it tricky creating a full computer world like the one I've been living in? Well,
1: yeah, but like I said, I'm a pretty amazing scientist. And I had some great help. One of my chief advisors was virtual reality expert, Ben Horan from Deakin University. And he helped me realise the technology to make an experience machine wasn't just science fiction.
3: I think the world that that I would choose to enter in the experience machine would be one that's sunny by the beach and, and full of junk food. It could be possible in the future, I think it's an exciting proposition to be able to experience um, things that are fun, to not have to do things we don't like doing, like homework, working, um, doing chores. As to when we might get there, I'm not too sure. And
1: so would you jump in? Would you unplug from the real world and plug into a virtual world if it meant
3: leaving behind
1: everything here in the real world to enter
3: that virtual world? While it's a tempting proposition, Carl, I think leaving my family and friends would be too difficult. I see a number of problems with going into the experience machine. The first is, who's going to run the real world? Who's going to make sure that that the physical me is fed, cleaned, um, looked after? And the second is, is interacting with an autonomous or computer-generated person Going to satisfy our, our social needs, our needs to, needs to interact with others.
1: Ben Horan from Deakin University, one of my chief advisors.
0: I'm so stressed out. I haven't even been on a single roller coaster ride this morning. Plus, now I've got this weird tension in my shoulders and pain in my head.
1: Yeah, it's called a headache. You get them all the time here in the real world, Mull. In fact, you're giving me one right now too.
0: Rude. Why did you even build this experience machine?
1: For science. And because I thought it would be a great idea to make a world completely free of pain and suffering.
0: Yeah, I guess that's a good idea. But why did you force me into it?
1: Molly, I didn't force you. You wanted to, remember? No! Oh, right, yeah, sorry. Like I said, entering the machine wipes your memory. But anyway, you promised you wouldn't wig out when you came back out of the machine, Molly.
0: Well, I'm wigging out, Carl. This place is the worst. Just get me back in there.
1: We're still working on it. Look, Mol, if it helps, there are other people who aren't all completely sure about the value of my great invention, like these curious and thoughtful students from the Hunter School of the Performing Arts.
0: Everything's just like coding, so it's not actually real so if you're like hugging your parents or something they're not actually your parents and it would feel like even though they look like the same people they sound like the same people they act like the same people they just wouldn't be the same people yeah it would be a big choice like you got to reflect on what you have now and what you'll have in the sort of virtual reality game I would probably only do it if I had full control and like hook up all the books that I've really enjoyed into it because then you can have like a wonderful life with all of your like fictional friends. I would really like that and just be able to instead of reading a book you could like sort of stand there and watch everything happen which I think would be a much nicer experience. It may look the same, it might feel the same, it might like be the same but it just won't be the same as the real world and plus it would be really weird because you will be missing out on everything that's happening in the real world. Yeah, I just wouldn't go in there. If you're in the machine and everything goes how you want it, then I think after a while it would be a bit boring because nothing goes wrong. If they had like a 20 second free trial, I'd probably have like see what it would be like.
1: It is kind of scary to just turn your back on reality but it's also kind of hard to explain the value of a life that is real and authentic.
0: I don't know, I think it's just something that we all want. Even if we don't want to want it, we still want it anyway just because it feels nicer than having some sort of made up life.
1: See, even though there's a few problems, imagine all the possibilities, Molly. Opening up a book and then jumping inside, or a computer game and getting to play in there.
0: Yeah, but it didn't sound like many people are super keen to use the machine.
1: Yeah, well, they might change their minds in the future when this technology becomes more common and everyone is playing around with virtual reality. But I have taken their feedback on board and this machine is just a prototype, remember?
0: Did you even get ethical approval for this science project of yours, Carl? Surely there are heaps of major ethical problems with this experience machine.
1: Then let's talk to the man whose middle name is Problem, the world famous Matt Beard from the Ethics Centre. Well, actually, my middle name is Thomas. Oh, right. But yes, can you help clear this up for Molly? I mean, I was just trying to make a machine that made everyone's lives better. So making an experience machine filled with all the pleasure and fun anyone could want is clearly a great idea ethically, right? Well, I don't know. Some people say be careful what you
2: wish for, and the assumption you've made is that pleasure is always good and pain is always bad. That seems to make sense on the surface, but we should think
0: about that pretty closely. What do you mean? Surely pain can't ever be good? Well,
2: think about the times you've worked really hard for something, like learning a new skill or saving up for something you really wanted. It probably wasn't pleasurable. It might even have been boring, uncomfortable or painful. You probably would have felt better just sitting on the couch and eating a donut. But the hard work and the discomfort meant that when you finally got what you were
1: after, it felt so much better for it. Right. So if we're not aiming for pleasure in life, then what exactly are we aiming for? Basically,
2: happiness. But happiness doesn't mean feeling happy all the time. It doesn't mean walking around with a smile and laughing. It means feeling an overall sense of satisfaction with how our lives are going as a whole. That means we will probably experience more pleasure than pain, but it also means a lot more than that. It means that we'll want to feel a sense of meaning in our lives. It means that we'll want to feel a connection to people around us and a whole lot of other things.
1: Okay, but you're talking about small amounts of pain to get to some sort of thing that we wanted to achieve in our lives. But other people live in really difficult situations or are sometimes faced with really difficult, painful things in their lives. So surely the experience machine would be a great option for them.
2: Yeah, it does make sense, and it's worth making a distinction between pain and suffering. Some forms of pain are just pain, but people who are suffering are going to look at your experience machine, and it's going to look like a pretty good option because at least pleasure is better than what they're experiencing at the moment. And it's not even the people in the worst circumstances who might feel that way. We've all had a week that, that we just felt a little bit down, and maybe in that week the experience machine would look pretty attractive but maybe it allows us to dodge the hard question, which is how do we make a society where everyone can feel happy in the real world? Mm, Sounds
1: like I might have to tinker with the core protocols of the experience machine to adjust for these new variables. Sorry, Molly, it's going to take a little while longer.
0: While Carl tinkers, I've got some thinking to do. Maybe you listening can do some thinking too. So why don't you pause the show and mull this over? Would it be better if we all just entered the experience machine and had a virtual life with no sadness or suffering?
1: Hit pause now.
0: Hey, my memory of the world is getting more and more clear now. Is that supposed to happen?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's meant to come back after an hour or so. You should be having some just basic ideas popping back in your mind now.
0: This experience machine sounds way too experimental to be using on people. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, almost done with the wiring down here. If I can just find a way to make this combobulator reconnect to the Spyro rocket.
0: Uh, This technology sounds a little made up, Carl. Aside from that... After thinking it through a bit more, there are some other major problems with your experience machine.
1: Like what, Molly? What do you mean?
0: I mean, let's just say it is okay for me to live in a virtual world full of all the best things. But putting that aside, what about fairness? How come I get to use the machine, but you have to stay out here fixing it?
1: Well, you know, I I would have loved to have been in the experience machine instead of you, but someone does have to keep the machines running, which is pretty boring.
0: And I mean, if experience machines did become common instead of just your prototype one, would everyone in the world get one? Would people miss out, like, if they cost a lot of money?
1: Well, they are pretty expensive to make. And if everyone jumped inside these things, then how would we feed all those people or take care of their real bodies? My robots aren't that clever yet. And our young test subjects had some concerns of their own too.
0: If... Heaps of people decide to go into the machine and then there's like not enough people in the world and it's a bit boring because there's no one there. I think I probably would. What if the people who were like running the machines decided that they wanted to have a go? (laughs) How would they be able to experience it? It probably would be really expensive. It sounds a bit like a scam, like they might just delete you and destroy everyone, to take over the world or something. There'd still be a lot of problems with the world, but maybe, like, the presidents and the prime ministers won't care because they're just, like, in the experience machine and thinking the world's perfect, but it's actually not.
1: Just a bunch of minor concerns from those young tots. Look, Molly, the machine is pretty much ready to roll. Shall we plug you back in?
0: Wait a minute. Some of my memories are coming back. I have two dogs. In my real life, I have two dogs, Rudy and Amber. Uh, If I go back into the machine, I get to be with all the dogs in the world and we're going to party, but in the real world, I have two dogs that I love and who love me. Uh, What am I meant to do?
1: Well, maybe Matt the Genius Beard has an answer to those problems for us. Again, Carl, my middle name is Thomas, though maybe I do prefer the genius. Now, Matt, Molly's got two real dogs in the real world, but surely that experience in the experience machine of having all the dogs in the world love her is just pretty much the same, right? It will feel the same for Molly in the moment. She will feel like she's
2: surrounded by all of the dogs in the world instead of being with two dogs. But there are a couple of key differences. Firstly... All of those virtual dogs, if there's no one there to cuddle them and play with them, the system just stays shut down. They're not really affected. But the two dogs in the real world, they have no Molly if she goes back into the machine, so they will experience a loss as a part of this. The second thing is, even if Molly doesn't feel differently in the moment, right now, Molly has to face a decision about whether she wants to go for a virtual world or whether she wants to go for what philosophers call an authentic world. So if Molly is the type of person who values authentic experiences, which are experiences that feel the same way as they actually are,
1: then she's got to factor that into her decision. But in my experience machine, everything does feel 100% real. You can taste, you can smell, you can hear, you can touch everything. It sounds pretty authentic to me. Well, there's a difference between how things feel and
2: how things really are. We've often felt like somebody is a really good friend of ours and then found out that they've been talking about us behind our back. So authenticity is about when the things that are going on below the surface are matched by the things going on at the surface. And that's
1: why some people would say your experience machine isn't actually that authentic. Well, I never promised an authentic experience. I only promised people some amazingly fun and pleasurable experiences. Hardly a terrible thing to do, but thanks anyway, Matt. Now, Molly, the machine is ready to roll. Are you going to jump back in?
0: When I was in the machine, I had no sadness or pain and I laughed a lot and I did things I have never done in real life. I think I need some help with this. Maybe it's time for the final question we have for you today. Should I go back into the experience machine or should I stay out here in the real world?
3: Hit pause now.
1: All right, sounds like I might have to put this machine in storage for a while. Maybe its time has come too soon. I seem to have gotten it working again, so it's not just about the technical problems. There are some big ethical question marks about this machine.
0: Man, I just want to go home and see my hundreds of dogs in their cute fancy hats.
1: Uh, uh-oh. Um, look, Molly, in the real world, dogs don't wear fancy hats, remember? And you only have two dogs. What about my unicorn? It's virtual. Computer-generated, but very, very realistic. Ugh,
0: I'm not sure I'm going to like being back in reality. Now you've got the machine sort of working again, maybe I could just hop back in it.
1: You know, Molly, reality might grow on you if you give it a chance. Anyway, before I forget, my completely real, not-at-all virtual thanks to Aiden, Felix, Christina, Luca and Same from Hunter School of the Performing Arts for helping us think about what a virtual life might mean.
0: And remember, you can write in with any ideas you have about the experience machine. There's info on our website.
1: And if you're really keen to help our show get bigger and better, you can even go and leave us a written review on iTunes. Check with an adult first that this is okay, but reviews on iTunes help get the word out about Short and Curly so we can keep making more shows. And we'll love you forever.
0: Today has been a wild ride. I just need to go have some downtime with my mega spunky girlfriend.
1: Ah, well, um, look, Molly, she's also from your virtual life in the machine.
0: Not her as well. Molly, I'm here, waiting for you. Wait, you're there? I'm in the machine. Come back to me. Yay! I have cake. And every dog in the world misses you. So do I. I miss you too. What am I supposed to do? What would you do?
3: The whole world we live in A sweet
1: romantic place